Once again, the boys are back and gorier and bloodier than ever. But that's not all they're about. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's adaptation of the comic, The Boys, has returned for season three. So far, only four episodes have been released. We are going to talk about three of them today, and the three we're going to discuss do not disappoint. Without giving any spoilers here, Dwight and I do a semi-deep dive. Get See what I did there? Semi-deep? A semi-deep dive into these three episodes. And there's lots of Butcher, Homelander, Marvin, Huey, and Annie. We get to see some new characters, Crimson Countess, Blue Hawk, Soldier Boy, and so much more. This is The Boys Season 3, and this is our semi-deep dive into the first three episodes. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. So this will be like the third time we talked about the boys, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What what is it about the boys? Boys that keeps us coming back and having conversations about them, right? I keep every time I say it, I always think of "Let's hear it for the boys." Boy, oh, let's get, exactly. <laughs> Another '80s classic, yo. Yeah, yeah. But we don't we don't have to go too deep with this conversation. What was what was your general impression of these first three episodes? And we're recording this on Friday the tenth, where the fourth episode has been released. Right. But we're not going to discuss it. But what 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 was your general impression of these first three? Obviously, it's you know it's still it's bloodier, it's gorier, and it's all of that. But were there any things about these three episodes for season three that surprised you in comparison to the first two? Yeah, I mean, I just want to think I'm never going to be like more visually surprised about things, about how grotesque and how how low they can go and where they're going to go with things. They always surprise me with more and more like like uh, like mind-numbing situations, or as you would say, situments, wherein mm-hmm. you know, for those for those who are listening, that's a situation <laughs> and a predicament, right? Situment. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> a situment wherein. Okay, did he just do what I think he did? did okay, I, I get everybody having sex and things of that nature and all that, but man, did he just do that? And how gross would that be to be a real a real option in terms of uh, uh, sexual intercourse and, and situations that you know we find ourselves in as adults? Right. And then to, then to see, I mean that um, the the end result that surprised me, you know, uh, of course, but I think one of the most uh, profound things that happened in the course of the first three episodes was seeing how just how bad Homelander really is. How he just doesn't give a fuck, yo. Know? Yeah. Like it's just he, he can. I mean, just when you think he, he's reached his apex of, of of scum and villainy, he gets he gets worse. Yeah. He gets he gets worse, and it's like, yeah. So what about you? So for me, like Adrian and we we you and I were on the group chat with Adrian, and Adrian mentioned that he actually found himself caring more about the characters or some of the characters. Mm-hmm. Than before, and I kind of felt that same way too. You know, seeing Marvin with his daughter and with his ex-wife, and seeing how his life has changed, and how he's kind of, you know, he's kind of brought back into the fold with the boys. He he can't let it go because of what happened to his his uh, family. Right, and Soldier Boy. And we find out, you know, yeah, we find out through Marvin's, uh, you know, Marvin's own words that Soldier Boy, the um, the character that's been, you know, kind of talked about online. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately ended up killing his family, maybe by accident, but ended up killing his family. Mm-hmm. So he's got a real hard on for Soldier Boy, even though Soldier Boy at this point in the series is dead. He's not. He's not. He's not alive. But I cared about Marvin. Right. You know, you kind of got this kind of rom com thing going on with Annie and Huey, Starlight right. and Huey. 
Right. You know, and um, and like you're saying about Homelander, the more the more they explore Homelander, the more I realize, okay, I begin to realize or compare him to a character like Superman or Marvel Man. Marvel Man, yo. He's totally Marvel Man. Where it's like, yeah, exactly. Where it's like, if you had these abilities, why would you be all goody, goody, good, good? You would just take over the world, make the world look the way you wanted it to look, and fuck what you think about a human being. I don't care. Right. Right. I will laser the shit out of you and everybody standing next to you. Uh, on this plane, exactly. <laughs> right. So, you know, so definitely that, but also like, um, you know, seeing Butcher kind of soften up to Ryan, mm-hmm. who is the offspring of uh, Homelander and Becca. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to think there was something, another aspect of it, too. I'm kind of intrigued by Stan Edgar as the head of Vought. Mm-hmm. And this idea that this human being feels like he can control Homelander or he's not afraid of Homelander. Like he mm-hmm, mm-hmm. clearly he's going to die at the end of this season. He has to. Right. Because he doesn't wield the same kind of power as Homelander, but he does wield a certain kind of corporate, you know, uh, fat cat power like we see. Exactly. You know, other other people in our real lives and in, 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 in our real society wield it where it's like, OK, controlling media and controlling people and treating people that you've hired as if they're your your peons and speaking mm-hmm. down to people and being mm-hmm. dismissive and mm-hmm. you know I'm above you and it just just this kind of haughtiness and this kind of full of himself vibe that 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 uh, Stan Edgar has as played by uh Giancarlo Jean- Esposito yeah. that it's just like you know so I'm kind of curious where that part of it is going to, where that's going to lead, because it's like, okay. He's killing it. You know, Victorian. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, he, but he is killing it, though, and he, yeah. and, as he always kind of does. Right, right. I love it. And I, I love, I, I love, he's such a high, a high bar for that character that when, when, they, when they show a younger version of him when they, with, the, uh, with the payback group, he goes into an actual live, a live uh, militaristic uh, situation. Basically, a, a hot zone. Yeah, fi- fi- a hot zone. Hot zone. He, mm-hmm. he, uh, the, the guy that the guy that's playing him, his younger version, is definitely is definitely aping him. You can see he's trying to ma- 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 match his his, his, his great you know, gesticulations and things like that. So, of course. But yeah, man, I, I I'm I'm loving it. Um, his his portrayal as, as Stan Edgar is is, is magnificent, and um, the fact the fact that they finally found out that Huey finds out Victoria. As a, as a as a super as super abilities too mm-hmm. was like oh my god you know because the guy comes into the into the, the building to vaught and says Nadia and it's like uh, no and he was she wasn't there but it's funny she led down to a, went down to a back alley to find you know finally confront him and say you know don't, you can't come around here telling me those things you can't come around, you know, say, say these things call me that right you know and um, yeah so and this season is is good because it actually finds us moving forward, you know, 10, 12 months from the last season. So the last season, season two, ended with Huey kind of going and volunteering to work for this person, Victoria Newman, mm-hmm. who the show reveals is actually the person who is a soup and does have the ability, these psychic abilities to, like, like explode body parts. I don't know what exactly you would call what it is that she does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he goes to work for her in very much kind of like a grassroots campaign kind of I just want to volunteer and 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 try to make you know make a difference from this side of things or whatever and then you know a year later you know she's like fully it's like one of those nonprofits that goes you know becomes fully funded 
Right. So now they have offices and fancy, you know, fancy titles and they have, you know, uh, expense accounts and they're dressed nicely. And so, and Huey is all in with that. Right. And, and, and the boys, you know, which is basically Butcher and Frenchie and, uh, and Kamiko, they are all kind of working for Victoria Newman because Victoria Newman has said, oh, I'm, I'm trying to hunt down soups. And so they're kind of working with her. And if there's anybody who's not seen the first episode that Dwight kind of, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, he kind of intimated a minute ago, the first episode is probably the weirdest, strangest, uh, salacious, and probably the goriest death in the series to this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you agree with that? <laughs> I would. I would. You know, and, yeah. and and the most the most unkindest cut, if you will. <laughs> oh, oh yes, that's a perfect that's a perfect description. It is it is the unkindest cut of all. You know, you know, but um, but yeah, man. So it's so this season is definitely it's moved forward in time, and we see obviously, like I mentioned before, in terms of Marvin and his his uh, ex wife or ex girlfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, a year has passed. She's moved on into another relationship. Right. You know, her new boyfriend is helping her to raise Janine, who is Marvin's daughter. And Marvin feels somewhat displaced by that. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to find his way with it. But we also find out that Marvin is dealing with some anxiety issues and some uh, and some mental illness issues. Right. That are complicating his life as well. Right. And also, too, like I kind of like like seeing um, uh, your boy A-Train. Yeah. Who... <laughs> Losing his powers, yo. <laughs> yeah, he always seemed, didn't he always seem like a coon to you? Kind of yeah. coonish? <laughs> Coon-ass motherfucker? Very much so, very much so, very much so. And, you know, and then he eventually, you know, he gets to a point where he actually adopts the colors of, of red, green, and, 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 and black, and yellow. Right. You know, the, the uh, traditional Afrocentric colors from the 90s, right. really. Right, right, uh, As part of his uniform, because he can't run anymore. He's done so many, it's like so many drug addicts. He's done so many drugs where if he overtaxes his body too much, his heart especially, yeah, yeah, his heart, his heart will might explode. You know, he might be okay, but his heart might explode. Right. And uh, and, and the sad part about that is Homeland will be perfectly fine with that. Homeland is like, I'm gonna go. I don't care if you do. You know, you're you're useless to me. You know, I, I, you know, I, you're no particular you know point of usage for me at all anymore. You're, you're a broken tool. Go away. Right. You know? Right. To the point where you know a train. Hasn't basically hasn't run a race and hasn't used his super speed in over a year, and so people are like, okay, are you really the fastest man alive? It's, it's other motherfuckers out there that are fast that are faster than you now, right? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and so he starts retreating into his, literally retreating into his blackness. Right, and nobody go and nobody goes for that. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, okay, dude, what? When have you ever been about like the culture? Right. Really. You know what I'm saying? You you were always uh, uh, skinning and grinning, you know, whatever. So Right. Which is funny. But yeah, and so yeah, it, it, that part is is really is really interesting. But I do like that we're seeing new characters in this episode and we're seeing characters from a different perspective, people who are not currently in the boys zeitgeist. So we're seeing Soldier Boy, who's basically like a Captain America stand-in, so to speak. Right. Proxy. Right. Gunpowder. Gunpowder, who's kind of like his Bucky. Bucky, right. Yeah, his his Bucky. (laughs) We actually get to see a little bit of the background of uh, Black Noir. Right. 
and how he got to where he is, where he's he always wears his mask. He doesn't speak. Right. You know, and we kind of find out why we see what happened to him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then also um, uh, the introduction of Crimson Countess. OK. Yeah. Which was actually pretty cool. Right. Um, and um, and then in the beginning, the 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 very gory, bloody, messy death, uh, which was uh, brought upon by uh, the termite. Oh, so, yeah. Termite. Ugh. That's his name. They kept Ugh. referring to him at first as the little asshole, that little asshole. Right. And th- and then they eventually called him the termite later on. He's essentially like the Adam or like Ant-Man. Right. Right. Uh but yeah, all of that all of that is actually pretty pretty cool and pretty pretty interesting. What what are what are your thoughts, man, as far as Butcher and this whole idea of Butcher being offered uh from from Maeve being offered a temporary compound V and him actually, you know, getting powers for twenty four hours essentially. He's almost like the hour man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he gets powers for tw- for twenty four hours. But but the idea that you know he used to hate the soups and he mm-hmm. detested them, mm-hmm. and now he's like, oh yeah, you know I'm going to use these abilities to kind of fight fire with fire, so to speak. Right, right, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, it's it's a fascinating like turn of events and and, and change that makes him uh, adopt, you know, those abilities so he can accomplish his task because as you have to equalize when you fight fire with fire. I mean, when it comes to situations like that, you know, it's there's there's only can actually a contention to beat a soup. Without having uh, their, their same abilities, because they, they can, they can obviously, you know, the strength is much more, uh, you know, exaggerated and exacerbated than yours. So you have to find a way of equalizing that, man. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a, a awesome introduction uh, to uh, the abilities to to uh, uh, get that little green kryptonite that they <laughs> that they use to to uh, make to make things better for themselves. Yeah. You know, I like the fact they show the side effects too. It's like it's not so you can, you can, can really you can, it takes a while for you to metabolize and get used to. Like it could kill you as well as it gives you abilities, and it's no telling what abilities you can have, what abilities you can get. You know, um, because yeah, um, something happens in four, which you won't go into, which is like pretty pretty cool. You know, uh, and creepy at the same time. Okay, but um, the. Uh, um, the way the way Butcher just like naturally starts to 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 manifest and and, and do this and, and just deals with gunpowder, just destroys him, decapitates him, or at least like cuts cuts part of his head off. And the the the, the goriness of the of this of the show is always exceedingly done well. I mean, to the point of like, ugh, you know, like like putri- putrefying violence, man. It's like exactly. Ugh. It's it's body horror in a way. In it a, really is really in a, in a re- weird way. Yeah, and they established that from the very first episode too, with you know A train A train running through Huey's girlfriend, you know. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, it um, it just it it you know I like um, like I said, I like some of the, the, the subtle character building things too, where um, um, Butcher has become more uh, more more um, paternal to mm-hmm. the offspring of, of his of his late wife and and, and Homelander, but he, he realizes that Ryan. Ryan, but he, but he realizes that he can't like he can't truly like like do that because if he does that it'll 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 it'll, it'll hinder the kid and hinder him at the same time. He makes a, a very hard decision, I think, to, to just like piss, piss him off and have him go in his own opposite direction. You know? Yeah, he he definitely does. And at the end of season two, you know, the very I think the actual uh, last episode, you know, Homelander kind of confronts Butcher and Becca and Stormfront and Ryan. 
And there are a couple of really, uh, there's one amazing death, and then there's definitely the maiming of Storefront. She ends up getting, like, you know, burned and sends to a crisp. Yeah. To the point where, you know, she loses an arm, and she's just, she's just, she's burned over, like, 80% of her body. She, she gets Anakin, and, you know, she's Anakin Skywalker. She know, gets almost. Anakin. Yeah, that's a, that's a perfect, that's a perfect description, yeah. She gets Anakin, yo. And so... But what they end up doing is, is they end up threatening Homelander by saying, look, we'll release this video of you, you know, uh, basically saying you, you're going to kill everybody on this plane if we don't let this plane just crash and, mm-hmm. and this plane full of people die. And so he and Maeve fly off and the plane crashes. But Maeve has video of this mm-hmm. actually retrieved out of the ocean by the deep. Right. And so and they threaten, you know, Homelander by saying, hey, look, if you. If you don't leave us alone and let us take Ryan and disappear, we're going to release this video. And Homelander has a huge ego, and he loves the adoration of the people. Right. And then in this in this season, within these first three episodes, we find out that Homelander says, look, go ahead. And that's what made me think of Marvel Man. He says, go ahead and release the video. Right. He says, and guess what I'll do? He says, first thing I'll do is I'll destroy the Pentagon and the White House then I'll start working on infrastructure like, you know, the highways and the Internet and uh, and things like that. And then essentially I'll be, I'll be feared by the planet instead of revered by the planet. Right. And then they realize, OK, this video we have of him kind of doesn't mean anything because this guy really is embracing like you were kind of implying earlier. Mm-hmm. He's embracing the idea that he is a god. Mm-hmm. And he even says so on that one episode where. It's his birthday, and he's having a birthday celebration. It's being televised, right? And both up and and all everything up until that point has been him being frustrated by the fact that they've made Starlight co-captain of the Seven, and his ratings are slipping, and people mm-hmm. are not uh, they're not that down with him because he was dating a chick who was a Nazi, Stormfront, exactly, and all of that. And he loses it at his own televised birthday party. He says, "Look." I'm not like you. I'm better than you. I'm above you. I am a god. Right. And guess who guess who he draws in with that? Right. He draws oh, in a the- very a very specific demographic, this kind of a uh, 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 white conservative male. Sound familiar? Exactly, exactly. You know who says, "Yes, I am better than these people. I am better than this other person." And and all of a sudden his his rating points and his uh it, it it goes up and 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 then that that's it. He realizes, okay, now I can actually be me. And that's when he has the conversation where he tells uh, he tells him, yeah, go ahead and release the video. And this is what I'm going to end up doing if you do that. Right to Starlight, yeah. Right. Yeah. So so mm-hmm. now they have to come up with another plan. And that's when they devised a plan that okay, we've heard rumor that apparently Soldier Boy was just as indestructible as Homelander is, or as invincible, mm. but yet. Soldier Boy was supposedly, quote in quote marks, killed by this weapon that the Russians had. Right. And so now, now they're on the hunt to try to find this weapon to see if they can, if it exists, A, and then B, if they can use it to uh, to turn out home, Homelander's lights. Right, right. And let's, we got to talk about Anthony Starr is playing Homelander fantastically, Ooh. yo. Oh, my Man. God. He's so good. Man, so much, so much range, man, and, and revelry, man. You, I mean, it's the down to like the last scene of the last season when he was, he was, he was like you could tell as he was, he was, he was like gobsmacked by the fact that that um, the stormfront was was dying. You could see it in his face. I mean, his, his brow went up, and he's just 
the man is just so so full of range, man. And then to see him like get evil in the next scene is to get he just does so much work with his face alone, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he he, he is he very much is. Anybody hasn't had a chance to watch or or read some of the, the, the Marvel Mans uh that were put out in the in the mid to eight late late eighties by quality comics and they reprinted it in PC comics later on. I mean, you guys are doing yourself a, do yourself a favor and go find those and, and, and look at those, and you'll see the the, the level of, of of how much how much <clears throat> I'm sure Garth Ennis wasn't influenced by the character at all. Obviously, the the, the obvious uh, anagrams would be a Superman and all the other superheroes, things like that. Superman, but, Captain Marvel, right, uh, right, that kind of thing. Right, yeah. but the, but at, but Anthony Starr's look is looks just like Marvel Man. I, I keep seeing Marvel when I see him, and it makes me, it gives me an extra sense of, of, of joy when I see him do, act, do, act his part, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't know that I could actually say that, you know, Garth Ennis is a British guy. He had to have been reading Warrior Magazine, all that stuff in the 80s when he was growing up. Yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm sure he took a page from it, this idea that a superheroic being would be, you know, not benevolent, but would be as fallible as anyone else in terms of ego and, and you know, and... uh you know, being self-absorbed and uh, insecure and anxious, and 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 the idea that Homelander again, you know, he kind of commands everyone by fear. Mm-hmm. Everyone, for the most part, except maybe Starlight at this point, mm-hmm. and uh, Stan Edgar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but everyone else pretty and Butcher, but everyone else pretty much fears him. You know, to the point where he shows up at Butcher's house. On uh, on the balcony, and Butcher says he says, "Can I come in?" And Butcher lets him in, and he tries to strike an alliance with Butcher. But before he does, he says, "You know," Butcher says, "Look, can we just can we just go ahead and fast forward to the part where you laser my fucking brains out?" Right. <laughs> you know. And then Anthony Anthony Starr says, "No, no, no, that wouldn't be any." Or uh, rather, Homelander says, "Oh, that wouldn't be any fun." He says, "You know, I prefer, you know, I you know I could pull you apart or whatever." And Butcher says, "Yeah, but you know, the minute you do that, somebody goes into shock, and they never remember." any of the other things that you do to them, you have to start with fingernails and with fingers and with hair and pulling, you know, pull eyeballs and genitalia. You know, you have to right. start small and then kind of work your way up. And that's when he tells him, yeah. So, you know, just go ahead and laser my fucking brains out and be done with it. You know? Right. Right. But, um, but I do, I do like, I do like this season, man. I, I think that they have turned the dial, not, a hundred percent or not not fifty ticks or three or four or five ticks to the right, but definitely two or three ticks to the right or to the left. They've definitely turned the dial a little bit. Right. In an in an effort to go ahead and really make the show uh be different from what it was the last two seasons. And and it's more so with the characters mm-hmm. than it is anything else. They're moving it they're kind of moving it forward or they're kind of changing the vibe with the characters because, you know, they could always go weirder deaths gorier deaths more outrageous over-the-top deaths but the reality is is you know that after a while that's going to become predictable and uh replicable by other shows Mm -hmm. so you know try to do something else with these characters what's making these characters interesting homelander as an egomaniac butcher as an equally obsessed egomaniac Mm -hmm. who doesn't care about others and only wants to achieve his mission Mm-hmm. You know, Starlight, who doesn't really know she wants to be a superhero, if she wants to have this quiet life with this guy and just kind of be in love, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and maybe not realizing that she can't have both. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Deep, who is crippled by the fact that he's he's a buster, 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Right. And he's only a part of the seven until until like new new events show up and he becomes part of the seven again. So yeah. But yeah, yeah, and and it's it's weird, man. It's like and and the cruelness of the cruelness of 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 Homelander knows no end. I mean, he just he tortures everybody. He thinks he thinks he thinks poorly of everybody except for Stormfront and perhaps his son Ryan. But he just continues to just like 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 when he lets Deep back into the seven, he makes Deep eat a squid, or an octopus that 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 he calls by that he has a, has a name for, and he was actually. A prior scene, the deep is actually doing his wife, and 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 when he's doing his wife, it's the, the squid is like communicating with him telepathically, so it's like he's so he's like he's, he has this, this this really weird, strange, I don't call it animal lover, animal lover scene where he's almost like like doing it to the octopus, to doing it to his wife. It was very creepy, dude. Very creepy. Yeah, 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 yeah. The deep is having sex with his wife, and the octopus is in the aquarium looking at him. Yeah, and and kind of suctions himself to the glass, and almost looks like a weird aquatic vagina. Yeah, and the deep starts getting off even more, and then later on in the in the uh, in the episode, the deep and his wife and Homelander and I think it's the uh, one of the assistants, uh, Allison, I think her name is. Right. Uh, they're having dinner, and the, the deep, I mean, uh, Homelander brings out. Homelander brings out all of this seafood, which he knows the deep is not going to be good with. Right. And then the last thing he brings out under a uh, silver platter is the deep's octopus friend who lives in the aquarium and makes the deep eat the octopus. And the deep is like, oh, and he's telling him, I can't eat him. He's praying. He's asking me not to eat him. He's praying. He's saying he's saying he has children. And it, it was really like kind of fucked up in a funny, horrible. Hannibal Lecter kind of way, yeah. Yeah, it was fucked up. <laughs> it was, man. So, uh, yeah, really, 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 really great, and and definitely pushing the bounds, you know, of what's you know, like wow, like they could never do this show on a network, no. on network television, or regular no. cable, regular cable. No. I don't think I don't think they could ever do it. No, no, would not work, sir. And and and, and when I look at um, I look at some of the, the things that they they obviously like like flashbacks to and discuss things and do things about uh, how they how they how they inter, how they integrate into actual reality is always fun to watch too. Mm-hmm. Like you watch um, what's what's the new recruit that uh, used to used to date uh, used to date uh, Star Starfire Starlight uh, Supersonic Supersonic yeah Supersonic is a well, well, was part of a boy band that had I guess some abilities. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That was actually kind of a, a cool touch, right? Right. You know, and also to the fact that they actually do acknowledge, like, um, they don't say Instagram, but she says, "Oh, my!" One of the characters references her Insta account, right? So they talk about ratings and social media, boy bands, and they play, you know, dude's song, and he used to date Starlight, and Huey is of course jealous, right? Because he used to date Starlight, and so yeah, so the idea that they incorporate those kinds of things. Is definitely cool, and even uh, A Train, you know, like they have endorsements. Right. That's why I think I think on a previous episode you mentioned where we've talked about the boys before. On a previous episode, they actually do mention, uh, or a previous season, even. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned uh, when we were talking about the show that it's really kind of like like athletes or celebrities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you know the superpowers is kind of like the B the B plot of, of this, it's really like celebrities and athletes mm-hmm. and kind of how they navigate the world and how they probably to some extent are navigating the world behind the scenes. Yeah. 
um, and the decisions that they make as a result of ratings and social media and endorsements and what can I get out of it? And, and it becomes less about actors being, um, you know, acting in art or athletes who are being good at a particular kind of a thing and they become known for it, a particular level of athleticism. Mm-hmm. And it's just more about, you know, all the stuff I can get before all this ends for me. And that's what we kind of see with A-Train where we see his career as a superhero and as a media figure is kind of coming to an end, so to speak. And he's trying to find his way desperately, but it doesn't seem like it's going to work out. Right, right. And, you know, he even goes back home to, the, to the, his, his brother's house into the hood. And, you know, he's, he's trying to plan his next course of what, what he's going to do. And, and he gets chastised by, by one, of his, one of his homies on, on the porch. And he's like, man, you, you can't even run no more, uh, A-Train. What's, what's going on? And he's like, man, I got, I, got more go- I got more going for me than running, man. You know, I got this whole thing I'm working out with back to Africa and all this stuff. It's like, right, right, right. <laughs> Nobody wants you back in Africa, bro. <laughs> Yeah. And I think I think it was actually his brother and his brother said, look, if you take off the outfit and take off the glasses and you come back home and, and, and move in with me, it's going to be just like it was when we were kids. And I'm going to love you just the same. And I don't even care about any of that shit. But a train can't let it go. Once you've tasted the nectar, once you have tasted and seen that the, the fruit and the nectar is sweet. Right. And that, right. you know, that the uh, that the fountain can actually give you you know, uh, youth forever, mm-hmm. you, you can't go back to being a regular-ass motherfucker. Right, right. And when, when he made his mistake, man, as he was, he was, he was like, supplementing him, it would cause his, his, I believe it would cause his ailment was the fact he's supplementing his abilities with actually doing more of the, of the street version of the drug than, mm-hmm. than, than what the other, other um, super pursuits were doing. You know, Homelander, Homelander doesn't seem to dose. Nobody, you never seem to see him dosing. Nobody else doses besides him. Right. So that worked. That said, he didn't know where to cut it off, and that's. I think that was an intent for him to keep gain, gaining more speed, and, and be able to get to fight and, and deal with the other upstarts that have speed abilities too. So yeah, that, yeah. Which which was kind of fucked up. It was like why why the brother got to be the drug addict? Right. Right. Why, why he got to be the drug addict? Why he got to be the one who who fiending? Right. Okay. Right, he like right. okay Joe Rogan. I need compound V, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's scratching his neck and shit, all ashy. Right. He's sleeping on the street. Joe Rogan. Right. It be calling me. <laughs> it be call- Exactly. He like Pookie. It be calling me. So. Right. Right. Um, but anyway, I, as far as predictions go, I do predict at some point Stan Edgar, probably at the end of the season, is going to have to die. Oh, yeah. Because, because he is <clears throat> pitting himself against Homelander, and it just doesn't seem like that's going to work out. That never ends well. I mean, what, what could happen? What could happen in that situation is, you know, for some reason that they, he could get a could get a hold of some compound V, and San Edgar could become super power for a minute. That would be interesting. Super Edgar well, I, versus. See, I doubt that they're going to do that. I doubt <laughs> that they're going to do that. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I doubt that too. I doubt that too. What I suspect will happen, man, is is they will they will have a they will have a um, a situation wherein um, that ultimate weapon they're using that comes from Superboy, Superboy from uh, Soldier Boy. Which you know how much I you know how much I like that name, don't you? You know, social boy. <laughs> Watch uh, me, you. Go ahead. <laughs> but uh, you know, um, 
Yeah, uh, I suspect you can get that weapon, be able to, to deal to give a, a Homelander a, a nice little blow to his to his abilities and to his into his because they're gonna have to. He's getting too ramped up, man. He's getting too powerful. He's 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 thinking different now. He's not the same person he was, you know, last season. He's he's lost the love of his life, which is weird to me. I don't get why he loves her so much. Um, and and he's he's you know now he's just unhinged. Yeah. He's been pushed to the edge, and now he's getting. Now the thing which he feared the most was not being loved by the people, which he rightly, which he rightfully acknowledges not being loved by the people. Um, he's given up on that and realized he could be as bad as he wants to be, and be and be without having to go to the next side of things, and that's being hated by the people and being a total, you know, anarcho tyrant god, you know. Right. And right. and um, yeah, man. So that's 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 where that's where the arc contends, and that's where it goes. But you know, there's some other things there too, man. Like. Um, like Frenchie's background, you know, Frenchie being a, uh, yeah, I, li- I like that a lot, man. And how uh, he w- he just wants to go away to to uh, Marseille with with uh, with Kamiko, eventually. And uh, I like those character, I like character building there. But yeah, I I think man, definitely Stan Edgar is definitely going to have uh, a comeuppance uh, before the end of this season. <laughs> if anything, I don't think this weapon or whatever they're going to do is going to kill Homelander. Mm-hmm. If anything, I think it would be interesting if the weapon actually diminishes or takes away Homelander's powers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we see Soldier Boy, the resurrected or the re- reborn Soldier Boy, right? you know, come along as kind of like the new Homelander. And then eventually in a season four, we see Homelander get his powers back. And then we see those two battle out and and something happen because... Homeland is just too juicy and too interesting a character to kill. They can't, mm-hmm. they can't kill him. They just can't. Right, right. You know, he, he's he's too much the the linchpin of. He's the Darth Vader of this series. He's whatever the ultimate evil is or the ultimate foe is. He is that for this series. Yeah. And so they can't kill him. They could maybe maim him or they could maybe depower him mm-hmm. or diminish him, but they can't kill him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that would be definitely be my. Uh, and I think maybe Maeve is probably going to catch it at the end. They seem like they've kind of implied that at this point. Like, uh, it's probably not going to be too many more episodes, you know, with Maeve. You <laughs> right, know? right, right. Because she's—I mean, she's nowhere near the power that that that, that he is. Obviously, no, no, none of the seven are. I mean, that's the thing. He, he got he got the he got the best of the, of the of the serum. I mean, he got the the best of the reaction to the serum. I mean, the serum is all the same, but he got the most, uh, um, you know, uh, best reaction that allows him to be yeah. as powerful as he is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. One thing, and I'll say this in closing, man, is is one thing I don't like about the the way that they portray Homelander mm-hmm. is the only <laughs> thing he seems to to be hyped about doing is flying and lasering people. That's it. Right, right, right. Like we don't see him lifting things. Like the first episode we saw him, I think, stop a car, or lift a car, or something like that. Right. But we don't really see him like using his strength. Right. Or him like you know grabbing a building or doing anything like that. He just lasers people and flies. And that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I almost sometimes forget that he's supposed to be super strong. Right. Because we don't ever see him really like flexing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if, as a matter of fact, if he were super strong, which I don't think he really is, to be honest with you, because if he's super strong, he would have been able to save that plane that he, that he decided he was, because he was, he, he was no, saying, no, no. How, remember, oh, remember right, he told them, right. He said, I can't save it because if I fly underneath it, it'll buckle. Right. He says, you know, if I try to catch it and it's 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 falling or whatever, he says it'll buckle and it'll 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 collapse. 
Right. So these people are going to die no matter what. That was his. That was his whole point. Right. But I mean, he could have tried, dude. I mean, that's the thing. If you're if you're, if you're a real hero, dude, he would have tried. That's the thing. Like you, you know, you don't you don't you don't just give up in a situation because it's inconvenient or because you think you know the outcome of it. You know what I mean? Right. 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 You could have tried. Could have tried. Could have tried something. You know, he didn't try anything. Well, the, the operative phrase there would be a real hero, which he is not. So. Right. 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 <laughs> That concludes this episode of Sidebar Forever, hosted by Dwight Clark, Swain Hunt, and Adrian Johnson. You can find us online at sidebarforever.com. Any emails or questions can be directed to us at sidebarforever at gmail.com. And also, subscribe to us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram.